gets colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces, bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Good afternoon. This is Evelyn Pringle. Welcome to Trish and Evie's Focus on the Facts. Trish does a live news broadcast every day on Facebook at noon. It is by far the best daily newscast out there, and I encourage everyone to tune in to get the latest news every day with Trish. Um, Today, we're going to cover much of the news that Trish covered at noon, including the massacre of Palestinians in Gaza by Israel and the Saudi Arabian U.S. genocide occurring in Yemen that is being totally ignored by the mainstream media. We're also going to cover the latest news on all the Hollywood perverts and pedophiles and elites being exposed by Hollywood actor Isaac Cappy and satanic ritual abuse survivors, including Fiona Barnett from Australia, who reports that Watergate was actually Pedogate, and that the Reverend Billy Graham was a serial child rapist. And we'll also cover the latest scandals at the Vatican, including the latest story by Cardinal Raymond Burke. Just came out an article is now claiming that women are to blame for the pedophile priests. He says the rampant crisis of pedophile priests was brought on by women who feminized the church and discouraged manly men from participating in clerical life. So I'll bring Trish on now and we'll get going on this show. Welcome to the show, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. I hadn't seen that. <laughs> quote anywhere. Wow. That was that new? I can't I really can't even believe my ears. Yep, that's I put it on my Facebook I put the the articles on my Facebook page so people can look and and it, it, it is women are to blame for a pedophile priest. That's the title of Oh the Okay, oh, yeah. well there we yeah. go. <laughs> Here we go. Problem solved, um, right? Good right. grief. Right. And then I also wanted to um, bring to your attention, you know, because we're going to be talking about Israel and, and um, the massacre in Gaza and everything, that um, another bus down in, in Colombia, they're saying that um, this uh, Israeli kingpin right. figure is leading it, that they put out an arrest warrant for him now. This Aseb right. Mosh. This is so awful because, you know, we're we're covering all this from all over the globe and I don't know the names of half of these countries, and, and then these odd names of people, you know, they're so foreign to me. So this guy's name is Ossie Ben Mosh, I guess. Right, and... Go ahead. Yeah, he... I was going to say, and one of the things about this case is that they were saying that uh, they rescued 250 women just this year, they believe, were trafficked through there. And um, many, most of them were children that had been lured there uh, under false pretenses. But um, one of the really interesting aspects to the case is that he was bringing former Israeli military officers were going there after serving, and it was called Little Israel by the locals in Colombia. So, and, they, and apparently they did not like it at all, and the government was saying that, um, you know, this was a long investigation and was a massive bust, obviously, saving that many girls, my goodness. Well, they tattooed them all. That's so, right, you know, and that's I found really... A- they said Nexium in South America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's shocking when you think about how far these operations will go. But, you know, Nexium ties right into Hollywood. And we already know that um, also military bases are routinely used for child sex trafficking as well. And that um, the U.K., the U.S., Israel is by no, by no means the only one, but um, they are very active offenders. And that appears, it appears to have been a very carefully constructed operation because it continued after the guy was um, expelled from the country for other drug and sex trafficking charges. <laughs> Sure, and they said they were forced to attend sex parties on luxury yachts and hotels, so 
So by the time this is all over, this is another Nexium cult that um, we'll see all the elites. This is going to bring Walk down away. the elites. You're darn right. That uh, these sex parties on luxury yachts and hotels, that's what we need to know who owns these luxury yachts that they were sending them to. Exactly. And they were duping the girls, you know, they were coming from other countries as well. And that's a really important aspect that I think a lot of people don't understand is is how many of these children are transported very long distances um, to be exploited in this way. And then they're trapped. Once they were there, their, their passports were seized and they were they had no money or any way to reach anyone to get help right because they take away all the documents and everything once they get them get them there arrive yeah yeah so and the the tattooing i was trying to find some more information about you know how they were tattooed and what because we know with nexium they were tattooed with Allison Mack and Keith Rainier's initials with a cauterizing thing. But um, did you see anything about the methods by which they were tattooed? No, I, I only just found a video on it uh, this afternoon that talked about it. Okay. No, I didn't, uh, I didn't actually see the tattoos yet. Okay, but me this, either. So I'll, I'll be interested. a new story, in so it'll be coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you tell us a little bit about Israel and Gaza because, you know, I, I, I know about it, but I don't understand that so well. Could you could you describe what's going on in, in Gaza? Sure. Yeah, Evelyn, I you I was in the same boat. I mean, it really took a concerted effort to understand what's going on there, and that is no accident. We are we are intentionally being misled and deceived about all of this because it's just so horrific. And um, so the situation in Gaza currently is that it is an area along the western shoreline of occupied Palestine. And it it, um, is right on the Mediterranean. And I can't remember the length of the um, distance that it runs, but there are 2 million Palestinians living in Gaza. These were people who were uh, forced out of their homes by Israeli settlers who, uh, it it is not unusual for them to firebomb a home with the family in it and burn them all to death. And they do this not just to the Muslim Palestinians, they do it to the Christian Palestinians, too. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that there are Christian Palestinians. You know, I mean, that's how uh, much this has been suppressed, like the the truth of the matter. So um, in this area of Gaza, it's completely surrounded by razor wire fence and there are, while there are no longer Israeli forces inside Gaza, they are, there are hundreds of snipers surrounding the Gaza Strip. And if anyone tries to leave without going through these checkpoints that are hours long in sweltering heat, um, and this is just to get back and forth to work, to do basic things that people have, that the Palestinians have to go through this. And should they try and leave without getting the proper permission, they'll be shot dead. And in fact, we've been seeing the Palestinian people trapped in Gaza um, protesting for the past, since March, I believe it is, for the great return. And... Um, they're just, they're, they want to return to their homes. They've been violently thrown out of their homes, and so it's called the March, the Great, the March of Return. And um, as they, and one other thing that's really important to understand about Palestine is they do not have a military. They don't have a single tank or fighter jet with which to defend themselves. Israel has the world's fourth largest military and they are firing on civilians trapped in this strip 
behind a razor wire fence surrounded by snipers. Can you imagine? And meanwhile, um, I believe it happened in 2014, the last time that Israel waged a major military assault on Gaza. They destroyed all of the critical infrastructure, including electricity and um, drinking water. So now all the drinking water has to be purchased and brought into Gaza. And then... um, they are only allowed electricity for three to four hours every day. So, and the, the other goal? thing... Go ahead, I'm sorry. The, no, go ahead, I'm sorry. One of the things to note is that um, on the ocean side, that, you know, the fishermen who fish to support their families, actually this morning, were machine guns by IDF, um military boats and they i did not hear of anyone being killed but they were forced to leave the waters and unable to fish so they can't even support their families by fishing and then last week i believe it was july 30th or 29th uh the al ada awda i believe is how you spell it of a humanitarian flotilla attempted to reach the Gaza shore in order to bring medical supplies to the wounded there. Every single day, another Palestinian is shot by an IDF sniper. And the majority of those being killed right now that I've been seeing are children. So um, That's what I was going to say. That when I see the pictures, that they're killing children. Oh, yeah, they shoot them in the head. They yeah. shoot them right in the head. And and they don't do, do this just to, like, 17-, 18-year-old children. They do it to 8-, 9-year-old children. Right. And so right. that's what's going on in Gaza right now. I mean, it's, it is an absolute siege. It's an illegal ocu- military occupation. And it's in violation of every conceivable international law possible. And that's why they're working so hard to keep it under wraps. Right. And, and, and our tax God, dollars, American tax dollars are funding this. Oh, yeah. All the money we give to Israel. Military. Our military? Our military, um, their military was built with U.S. tax dollars. Right. It could never have gotten that big without them. No. So what is their ultimate goal? What, what do they want to do? What is the end game? They literally, they want to exterminate the Arabs and Africans in Palestine. That's what they want to do. And then they also want to... So the, the people behind the state of Israel are a group of moneyed interests that... They they couldn't care less about Judaism. Some of them are Jewish, some of them are not. But this is this is all a ploy to seize control of much of the Middle East and hiding behind the shield of the Holocaust in order to get away with what they're doing. But um, it, it has nothing to do with religion because even Orthodox Jews who protest Zionism and saying that it's antithetical to their religion, actually. Many, uh, there's Rabbi Shapiro is um, a Jewish scholar, and he has done this great video uh, for his channel called True Torah Jews. And he talks about how actually, you know, the idea of a Jewish state is exactly the opposite of what their religion teaches them. So, um it's fascinating once you learn what's really driving the violence there, it starts to make a whole lot more sense. Right, 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 because I, I never understand what is, the, what is their end goal. What do they plan to do in the end, but they plan to just get rid of them all? Yeah, yeah. They're Isn't trying the to UN objecting to this? That. What's that? Hasn't, hasn't the U.N. spoke out against this? Actually, yes, um, the U.N. But came the US out unanimously. Yes, they condemned it. They've condemned Israel, and it's been unanimous except for the U.S. standing by right. Israel almost every time. 
So we're the ones stopping this. The UN would step yeah. in and all the other countries agree they need to stop this. But the U.S. blocks the UN from doing anything. That's right. Oh, I'm telling you, this is this is hell. The United States is hell. You know, yeah. And the people, I, I don't believe all the people in Israel want to do this to the Palestinians. No. No, no they don't. And um, what's really interesting, Evelyn, is that now that people are starting to realize what's going on, and, you know, Israel just formalized their apartheid law. I mean, last week, they made it official. They have a different set of laws for Jews and um, everyone else. And so um, even still, the Senate passed a $38 billion military budget for Israel that cannot be revoked by any future president. Huh. It's uh, like, how does well, that people, happen? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know. Except well, when, the people in Israel must feel the same as most of us Americans. We don't approve of the America, U.S. committing genocide all over the globe and slaughtering everybody. But we can't stop No. It. You know, I've been, hearing, yeah. I've been hearing lately that uh, Americans are getting treated really shitty overseas and stuff that, uh, you know, it used to be that, right, that, like what I'm thinking of Israel now, it's not the people's fault, you know, it's a country doing this. And that's how they always looked at us, too, you know, but um, gave us, you know, kind of penance that it wasn't us Americans wanting to do this, it's the country. But anymore, I don't blame them if they all hate us Americans, too, because, God damn it, we sit back here and we don't stop this. And I then know. we fund all these other countries to fund their genocide, too, like Israel and Saudi Arabia and everything. I mean, yeah. I don't blame them. They should hate us. I mean, we we can't stand up against our own government and make them stop this genocide, slaughtering people all over the globe. They've been doing it for decades. That we should be hated. You know, we're that weak. Well, we can't stop our government. I was, I've been reading more and more from Jews, American Jews, who... Are not, are not only discovering that um, the situation is very different than what they've been taught in Israel, but they're also really very, very angry that they've been deceived in this way. And so the anger is multiplied by that, and it, it, it is building... Um, in such a way that I just I never saw it uh, erupting so powerfully because as people discover it they are super pissed. <laughs> right. So right. that's really good, and and they're speaking out. People in Israel, Orthodox Jews in Israel, protest this all the time, and they are beaten by IDF. Um, soldiers for it. Their homes are raided at night. Christians have to get permission from the Israeli government to visit religious sites. Um, Their homes are raided. They're thrown out, and they have to wait in those long queues with the Palestinians to get in and out of Gaza. I mean, it it really is a nightmare, and the um, Minister of Justice, uh, I forget, Annika something or other, um, of for Israel, she came out and made a post. It was just last year, I believe, that you know Palestinian women should just be pregnant. Palestinian women should be killed because they just give birth to little snakes anyway. These were her words, and she's in charge of justice in Israel. The now, isn't the leader of Israel and his wife aren't they in trouble right now? Netanyahu and his um, wife, aren't they being investigated or for fraud yes. and stuff for, well, right now? In February, uh, the Israeli police chief unanimously recommended he be indicted for corruption. And um, his wife has sub- subsequently been indicted, but he has not. And, you know, he's, people really hate him because... He's such a vicious blackmailer and bully. And I can imagine that the people who are trying to prosecute him are being shut down 
in every conceivable way. But it says quite a lot when your police chiefs unanimously recommend you be indicted. And, and then why not? Okay. Um, okay, now I so, can hear you good. Okay. I, what I was saying is that um, there was a Holocaust Remembrance Service in 2016 where the IDF's top general, Yair Golan, compared the conditions under which Palestinians were being forced to live to those of Jews in Nazi Germany. And he said he felt that the lessons of the past had not been learned. Well, he was immediately forced to walk back his statement, and then he was fired. So if you have your top general of all people who would know but him, you know, coming out and making these kinds of statements, you know things have to be pretty bad. Yeah, right. Very bad. Very bad. Um, well... What can be done to stop this? That's a really good question, Evelyn. And I think right now, really, the educating people about what's going on there is the biggest um, hurdle. Because as soon as people find out, they're really mad and they want to do something about it. And it's, so I think it's it's a matter of continuing to build the public outrage so that it's you know, it can no longer be ignored. Right. Well, I know it. It's, it's horrifying. It, it is horrifying. And then it is. always I have to stop and consider that we're funding it all. And this is torture yeah. to us Americans. It is to have to sit here and watch this. Our tax dollars it's, being used for this. Yep, they're being stolen from us. We're being looted blind by these people. I mean, there's the federal government is really nothing more than an organized crime syndicate. It really is just Absolutely. that. Because yep. everyone in Congress has been compromised in some way or another, and they I can't think of any legislation in, in recent memory where it's actually served Americans. I mean, not a single piece of legislation. And, you know, meanwhile, we, I have friends whose, you know, brother is a veteran lying on the floor ill at a VA hospital that's refusing to treat him. And it's yeah. and yet we've got all this money to send to Israel so they can shoot little children in the head. I mean, they're, they're also shooting med- medics, press. They all have on their um, credentials. It's, they're very clearly marked, and it seems like the the press is targeted because they're wearing press credentials. I think three or four journalists have been killed in just the last few days uh, in Gaza covering those yes. protests. So Yeah, this is what they do. I mean, journalists can't even cover these stories because they're murderous. It's- yeah. I, I was watching a live stream with someone on, who was attending the protest, and I had just started watching, and a few seconds in, he had just been with a group of maybe three people was and walked away, and within seconds after he left, you could hear the sound of a bullet being fired and it hitting something, and a man was hit in the head by one of the snipers on the live stream. Right. They were just sitting there. They were doing nothing but, you know, chatting to each other and... Yeah. Just waiting to kill somebody. He was shocked. Yep. Oh, man. And then what's going on over there in Saudi Arabia and in Yemen? And and you were talking before about how they block the medical supplies from coming in and everything. That's what Navy ships are doing in Yemen. They're the blockade. When people talk about the blockade, the U.S. Navy ships are there blockading so they can't get their medical supplies and food and everything. Yep. No, that's exactly right, Evelyn. The flotilla going to Gaza, they were were violently raided by um, three different ships. I, I think there were six total that attacked it, and then three of the crews boarded, beat the living daylights out of all the 22 crew members, tasered um, them in the head. A doctor, a surgeon in his 60s was brutalized. I mean, 
they they just beat the living daylights out of everyone, and they're still holding two Al Jazeera um, reporters illegally in jail, and they've taken everything from them. And then in Yemen, they there was, I think it was in 2016, late 2016, a uh, flotilla attempted to reach Yemen with humanitarian aid, and. Three days before the flotilla was due to arrive, Saudi Arabia bombed that port not once, not twice, not three times, but eight times. It is the country's main port and through which it can only receive, you know, the big shipments. And um, the U.S. has been actively preventing anyone from getting near it. Uh, since right. then, right. Well, yeah, I'd seen uh, there was an article. It said, uh, it, it said it was. I think it was MSNBC. It had done. I think it was 344 times they had uh, Stormy Daniels on there at, in one month, and not one story about Yemen. Right. Fifty you know, thousand babies have died of starvation in Yemen yeah. already, and millions more are at immediate risk of dying of starvation. And I've seen the coverage in Yemen where the Saudis and U.S. are bombing homes, schools. I've seen the pictures of the little kids blown to bits all over the schoolyard. I've seen them blown to bits on beaches, at weddings, funerals, uh, in hot Yeah, we're bombs. using drones. The U.S. is using drones in Yemen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so um, that means our servicemen are doing this. Yes. You know, but they're being God. told that oh. they're bombing the black, the bad guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, our servicemen—they're committing genocide right here in the United States with this chemtrail spray, and they're committing genocide oh, yeah. on Americans now. When the hell are Americans going to wake up? I know it's it's horrifying. Oh. It really is. And all that aluminum oxide, um, I I can't remember. I think I saw the post on your page, Evelyn, is, you know, a a fire accelerant. Oh, absolutely. So um, we we, we can't wonder why the fires in California are so bad when we know that they've been spraying that stuff for years now. Yep, with aluminum. And then they're just burning the place right down. They're burning California right down. They, yep. They almost did it last homes, year. All the homes, not the trees. <laughs> yes, the homes. Yeah. I mean, if people, if people don't research, they don't understand what is going on. If they would research, yeah. when they would see these, these direct energy weapons are hitting all these homes and burning the homes, and the trees remain. Yeah. You have you porcelain know. tubs being, you know, turned to dust. Which yeah. a fire will not do. A house fire no. will not destroy your bathtub. It, no. And yet these bathtubs are gone because there was so much heat, yet the trees are still there. And to your point, right. it's like, okay, if the fire was really that hot and it were a forest fire, it would have burned the forest. Because that's more right. flammable than a bathtub, for heaven's sake. Yep. Well, Dane Wiginton, you know, I've had him on several times. I consider him the top expert on geoengineering, you know, on chemtrail spraying and stuff. And and, um, he was talking that he used to um, plant trees. He said the trees and stuff won't grow anymore, you know. No, they won't. He used to plant trees, you know, to to reconstruct the forest and everything. He said he could could plant 250 trees a day and have 95% that they would live, you know, and this was, I don't know, well, he's, he's been in this now, I don't know, 15, 20 years, I think, but now, he says, he could plant that many, none will grow, none will last, not zero will last the summer heat. And is it you because, oh, it's because of the heat? Because of the heat and the soil is destroyed. It's full of aluminum. Right. But, yeah, the aluminum clogs up the um, root system of the tree. Yeah. So they can't right. take up water, the right. nutrients. So, so we can't reconstitute these forests anymore. We're done. Yeah. In Incredible. My, you know, like he says, you know, and, and he talks about, you know, the killing of all the insects. Oh, 
over 80% of insects are now dead. Done. We don't have them no more. And I tell people, you know how many, how many, you know, creatures depend on insects to live? Yeah, you know, exactly. You take away the insects, well, it's just the meltdown effect. Everybody, everything yep. else is going to die too. That's right. One thing I nobody ever talks about Fukushima, you know, that it's no. uh, much it's destroyed, radiated everything, you know. That uh, we're living, we're living in hell right now. Believe me, and you know, you know, I don't go out because I don't want to get murdered. And plus, it's not only don't want to get murdered; they catch me, they'll lock me up and say I'm nuts and use my past addiction and alcoholism, you know, to say I'm nuts, or else arrest me on some false charges, you know. And so there's numerous reasons why I don't go out because they'll try to get me to shut me up. Right. But, um, it's it's just terrible because I don't be around people. I don't have anybody I care about come over, and I don't go around anybody I care about's house or anything because I'm afraid they'll hurt them to try to shut me up. But anyhow, um, my boyfriend's family, they're all sick. They're all sick, you know, with breathing problems and, and dizziness. Really? And everything. Oh, yes, and that's the aluminum in their brains. I mean, that's what it feels like. I mean, that's why Alzheimer's and dementia is now right. the leading cause of death in elderly. It's the chemtrail spraying in the back seat. The brain's exactly. full of aluminum. Yeah. And they can't get it out. You're breathing this right in your nose and every breath you take. Well, it's nanotechnology, remember, Evelyn. So it, it travels through anything. You know, your pores, all of it. Like, you don't even yep. <laughs> And um, they're immediately incorporated into your, with nanotechnology. One of the things that's so wonderful about it is that when you use it for things like supplements, um, mm-hmm. vitamin supplements or nutritional supplements, your body can absorb, can, can take in those nutrients. If you, take a, if you take a supplement by mouth, it doesn't have to travel through your digestive tract for your body to absorb it. It's being absorbed immediately, and it'll travel through your intestinal wall, through your... Walls. I mean, it just disperses itself all over your body, which is great if you're talking about a nutritional supplement. But when you're talking about something like a heavy metal, barium, aluminum, or strontium, that means it's going straight into your brain. It passes right through the blood-brain barrier. And so even though, you know, your butt, you can metabolize some of it and and your body can eliminate a certain amount of it through the digestive system with nanotechnology that doesn't happen right so the accumulation is much faster right right well you know and they and you know these people run to doctors doctors don't know how to treat this they won't even admit that it's happening you know so they they tell them oh it's a virus oh it's pneumonia oh it's um you know allergies all this they don't know how right. to treat this. You know, so my boyfriend said now he wants his brother and his mother, when they go to the doctor again, he wants them to do aluminum testing on the blood. And we know they won't do it. We know yeah. they won't. You know, but that's sure they won't. No, in this dizziness, that's, you know, and that's usually a sign that Alzheimer's coming on and stuff, you know. Uh, well, that's what people thought all this time, but that isn't what it is. It's caused by this chemtrail yeah. spraying. Yeah, it's been really bad here every day. Yeah, here too. One thing I I just want to um, very quickly mention about Yemen and Gaza, two Mm -hmm. of the um, lies that are being told about those two countries are that Hamas in Palestine is a terrorist group. That is not true. It's it's a complete falsehood, and Hamas is a is a political group, and um, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, Chris Hedges. Evelyn? Chris? Yes. We did cut oh. off. I just Again. got dropped. I don't know what happened. Pardon? The phone call just dropped, so I don't know what happened. But yeah. um, anyway, I, I just wanted to say about Yemen that, you know, the story there is that supposedly... The Houthis are a terrorist group that Saudi Arabia is fighting, which is another lie 
the Houthis are an ethnic group. They legitimately won representation in the Yemeni government in 2014. They were guaranteed 20% of cabinet positions and parliamentary seats. And this was at the very same time that Yemen guaranteed women 30% of cabinet seats and 30% of parliament seats. Well, you know, Saudi Arabia at the same time was still debating whether or not to let women drive. Yet, supposedly, you know, Yemen is the threat to freedom in the Mideast. And it was in 2014 that um, Saudi Arabia began bombing Yemen because they just could not abide that kind of democracy bringing up in the backyard. But then there's also the, the access to the Red Sea, which you have to go past Yemen to get from the Mediterranean into the Red Sea. And that appears to be the strategic goal behind this attack on Yemen. Okay, right. Because, I mean, when I see stories, they'll say it's the poorest country on earth and all this. And it's like, well, what? why are you attacking that poor country? You know, exactly. that, that would make sense. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's a beautiful well, then, country, too. If you've ever seen the architecture of the buildings, my God, it's just exquisite. Oh, wow. Well, um, I think uh, Assad and Putin have kind of won over in Syria, haven't they? They appear to have, yes. And um, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on in Idlib, which is in the northeastern part of Syria, where it was the last stronghold of uh, terrorists in the country. And there seems to have been some sort of surrender there. So I'm, I'm interested to see. But meanwhile, we know there are um, there was a truck traveling from Turkey toward Idlib filled with chemical, with chlorine gas. So uh, there's speculation that there still could be a chemical attack by the ter- that terrorist group. Huh. Well, they're getting rid of the White Helmets, the U.S.-funded and U.K.-funded terrorist army, the White Helmets. Yeah, they even won an Academy Award for the the movie about them. It's too bad they didn't include the clip of the one White Helmet sawing off the head of that 12-year-old boy with a knife in the back of his truck. I mean, that would have been so nice to include. But... It's just, it's shocking, and I guess Canada is thinking of is planning to take the white helmets, and these are literally terrorist operatives. They're not yeah. just loosely associated with them. They are very much. They gather intel. They help provide logistical support. They help provide, you know, all kinds of um, supplies. And they steal from the local communities to supply the terrorists in the, their strongholds, it's incredible. Right, right. Well, so we move on to uh, the Hollywood perverts and pedophiles and elites oh, yeah. being exposed by Hollywood actor Isaac Cappy and satanic ritual abuse survivors, including Fiona Barnett, who, you know, her story, you know, but I had known this, but, you know, she says she reports that Watergate was actually Pedogate. You know? Right. And, um, it really upsets me now because I'll see them bringing out uh, old reporters like Bernstein and stuff, like he was a great reporter on that. Yeah. He's yeah. a dirty liar. You can't tell me that Bernstein yeah. didn't know what was going on back then. What it was, people, was that breaking at Watergate was not to steal Democratic anything. It was to right. steal the book, the book that Fiona describes. And the book is has all the, uh, has all the politicians and all the pedophilia records. And who and and who they were with, how much they paid, all this stuff, and that's what they were going in there to steal. Because, as Fiona said, um, Nixon would have been in there because Nixon raped her when she was right. only I don't know four or five or six or something like that. They flew her to this airport, and she had to go on this airplane, and he raped her. So he, he his his evidence would have been in there too. So that's, that's why right. you know why he was hiding it so much. Why they didn't want. But they never told the truth about what that was about, <laughs> that, uh, that that's what they were yeah. after. Because whoever holds that book, whichever party, I mean, I'm sure it has both 
both um, parties are all the po- all the pedophiles and stuff in it. But right at that time, the Democrats right. had it, or they thought they had it. So, but here it is, all these years later, and it finally comes out what that was really about, Watergate. Because I remember at the time thinking, what the hell would they be sneaking in there for? You know, and why was this such a big thing? You know, I remember wondering that too. Like, what could they possibly steal that would be yeah. of any, you know, <laughs> real value? And um, and that whole thing with Woodward and Bernstein and Deep Throat that had yeah. to have all been part of the entire cover up. You know, making sure. they always have to have their heroes, and there always has to be some mystery. And, you know, they fabricate these narratives to divert the public's attention. And it, it makes so much more sense than that it was what Fiona is saying about it being right. that black book. Sure, sure. And then, too, you know, then in her saying that Reverend Billy Graham was a serial rapist, well, he was another one that raped her. You know, when I had her on the show, she described, and, and he raped her at uh, Bohemian Grove. You know, right. out there. That and and she said, and then and then Fiona's reporting on other um, Hollywood celebrities too. And one she's reporting on is um, is uh, oh, heck, uh, Michael oh, Whalen, the Grand Dam of Hollywood, um, Meryl Streep. Oh right. Street. And she said right. that um, that she was flown to a, a Hollywood mansion back in. Oh shit! I'll forget the I'll forget the year, but that she was raped raped there by Meryl Streep, and she watched Meryl Streep murder somebody at that party. And oh then afterwards, wow! Afterwards, Meryl Streep took her into the bedroom and raped her. This is what goes on at those parties in Hollywood. This well, is what we have got to take down. Yeah, Michael uh, or Isaac Taffy confirmed that. I mean, he he. He confirmed that everyone who has made it in Hollywood um, gets made just like you do in the mafia. And you have to go through an initiation of some kind and provide blackmail material as part of the process. And, you know, raping and killing a child is the preferred way to do that now, apparently. So... um, Every, and, and Isaac said, you know, the further up you go, the more um, gruesome the initiation. But uh, there there are plenty of Hollywood celebrities, obviously, that are totally okay with it. Anyone who has, has had to have raped and murdered a child. There's, uh, yeah. there's no Great. I can't hear you very good again, Trish. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Oh, but this is the thing, you know, like this Reverend Billy Graham and stuff. All these icons, you know, that society has looked up for, they've been involved in this from the start. Right. Well, and Billy Graham, you know, uh, I saw some research about how he was a nobody and he was picked up by the Hearst family who had never met him, but they decided that he would be a good investment. And so they made sure he got lots of coverage and elevated in the public eye and then became the, you know, uh, pastor to the president. Um, Everyone except Truman couldn't stand him, apparently, from what I understand. And... um, that that he was a CIA operative. He was getting in, gathering intel for them, and that was his job. Just like Hugh Hefner and Jeffrey right. Epstein, and all these guys were were set up. They did not. None of them can explain where they get their money. Right, like and it's because. You know, no. Go ahead. It's because it comes from you know the mafia. That's what they're setting up these people as fronts to blackmail different groups of people. Yeah. Well, you know, then they're so stupid. 
I mean, like Epstein now. Now we know, and I mean, it's come out that he's been an FBI informant for I don't know how many years working under Mueller and stuff. And this stuff is still going on. You know, I just heard that uh, Epstein is still flying around young kids and stuff. That uh, oh, yeah. George Clooney out there, George Clooney over there in Italy for his birthday party, I guess he flew him a bunch of little boys. You know, right. And then, I mean, when we're investigating this, it's right out there. They're doing it right out in the open. Yeah, okay. Jeffrey Epstein had two 12-year-old girls delivered to him during three, the court three. proceedings. Yeah. Oh, three, that's right. When he was yeah. um, being, uh, when he was going through the court proceedings for all those other charges. So yeah. um, he clearly feels that he has nothing to fear. And he never spent a day in jail legitimately after right, being convicted. Right. right. Yeah, and then I, then I read when he was in jail, like, yeah, he, he never spent a full day in jail, ever. No. And he could fly out. But then I was reading, and, and then he would be buying pervert stuff down at the, uh, at the cantino. I don't know, Vaseline oh. and stuff. Just sick, just sick, sick, sick. I mean, it doesn't get any yeah. sicker than what's going on. But it goes on right under our noses, and it's like nothing we do can stop it. Yeah, I mean... That's I'm feeling that for sure, but I'm you know again we're still pretty early in the process of making people aware, and but I do feel it's not quite as difficult to convince people anymore that you know this stuff is factual and verifiable. So I feel like we we you know overcome the initial hurdle, but now it's just we have to, you know, get enough people aware so that there it just becomes, it takes on a life of its own, you know? I don't know. Oh, right. I mean, and we sit here, we got Fiona Barnett, we got Kathy O'Brien, we got, um, oh, I won't Sarah think of the Ruth other name. Pardon? Sarah Ruth Ashcraft. Yeah, yeah. And but these ones that these ones that are saying that the presidents actually raped them, you know, we've got right. three live ones right now, and right. we can't do anything about this. We can't do this. It's horrifying. Yeah. I think oh, it too. Is. You know, one one of the things that I have been feeling all along is just wondering if. Somewhere we could catch a gear in the justice system that is currently in place. Like, somehow, maybe one of these cases would get prosecuted properly. But we are seeing quite the opposite, that, you know, as as more and more of them come forward, they're just being more effectively um, tied up and, and put away. Although Nexium seems to be a little more complicated than what they wagered because Claire Bronfman was actually arrested, which is a big deal. She's a billionaire and she right. financed that sex cult to the tune of $150 million. So, but we're, we're seeing, you know, signs of the same kind of thing though, because she hasn't been charged with any of the human trafficking uh, crime. Financial crime. It's a, yeah. Yeah, the, it's yeah. RICO. It's um, money laundering and all the things you need to run a organized crime syndicate. And they even come out and say in the announcement from the Department of Justice that this was a human compromise operation. And yet right. they don't charge her with any of those crimes. When she was clearly, it could not have existed without her. Right. So... Right, and then she would finance. She would finance all these legal actions against people that tried to leave the cult and stuff, too. Eh? That's right. Very aggressive litigation campaign to silence uh, whistleblowers who had left the cult. That's right. right. So. Wow, this hour is gone already. Holy cow! Well, Trish, we covered a lot of stuff. I hope uh, people might have learned some things today. I know I, I do. Whenever you're on. So, well, thank you, everyone. Okay, we'll see you next week, people. Bye.